Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello, everybody. This is Philip Ramsey with the Uncommon Life Project and your other host, Brian Dewhurst, the one and only. We have such a fun show for you. Molly Rose Speed, near and dear to our hearts. She's going to be near and dear to your hearts. Um, let's get her on the show. Molly, welcome to the Uncommon Life Project. Hey, Brian and Phil. I'm really excited to be here. I'm waiting patiently for this moment. And we have been excited to get you on our show. There is a little background that we need to probably give our listeners. And the first is that we have known Molly Rose for about a year, would you say? Yeah. Year, We're all year looking at each other like, is that about right? Let's I say that. Longer. Two now. It's almost two, Brian thinks. Yeah. We also want to introduce Lance, which is Molly Rose's husband, which is, I'm pretty sure, a superhero. Yeah, I like to call him that. Superman uh, speed. <laughs> anytime I get a chance to hang out with Molly Rose and Lance, you do it. Um, but we're so thankful that you took the time. Here's the backstory that we, we've known her for about a year, year and a half, maybe even two. And just recently, she was on another financial advisor's podcast on a strategy that we've done with her and Lance about their personal plan. And she had such a great interview. And Brian and I looked at each other like, why hasn't Molly Rose been on our show? Like they're talking about the experts and we're the experts that helped them through this. And she hasn't been on our show. And so we are making it happen right now in 2019. So let's get right into it. Molly Rose, what are you most excited about to tell our listeners today? I think I'm most excited about being right where I am mentally and financially. Like I feel like I've, I'm on the cusp of really figuring it out and I'm at a super young age. And so that looks like almost being debt-free, um, including my mortgage, yep. having a career that I love that I created, traveling, um, and then having a great relationship along the way, that partner that's in, in it with me. Mm -hmm. You said super young age. What age is that? 31. 31. Yeah. So when we got uh, when we got introduced to you and Lance, it was really fun because you were so willing to be able to be coached on some different strategies that you've never heard of. You maybe have heard bits and pieces of it, but you were so coachable. So not only do you have the mindset that you, that helps you where you're at today, but you also have the mindset of trying things. And so I want to just kind of go down this path of. What was your background, maybe in college, we can say, and then what made you start thinking of this uncommon life that you wanted to have for yourself? Yeah, I think it all started. So I graduated from Iowa State and I had a finance degree. So I kind of was taught the basics of all of this and wanted to go into investment banking at a young age. But I thought, who's going to hire me at 22? email coming out of college, the market sucked, all that. Yeah. So I went a different path and did financial analytics for corporations. I worked for Target, kind of did the, the corporate route and I hated it. And I realized life doesn't need to be like this. I don't need 12 days of vacation and one day at Christmas. And I, I, no, I said no, 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 no to that. And I quit cold turkey and I decided to start my own business. So I think that was kind of the first like mental shift into yeah. doing things uncommon. 
Mm-hmm. What was that company that you started? Um, I started being a virtual assistant for right. somebody and it just spiraled. It just turned into tons of clients and now I teach people how to do it. Okay, let's talk about that. I think there's something to unpack there. When you jumped into the virtual assistant and you jumped out of the common, how long did it take for you to start feeling like, okay, I have a valuable product here? Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you could have done it while you were employed? Does that make sense? Definitely. Actually, I wish I would have done it when I was employed. <laughs> I, I, I worked you know, 40 hours a week and I wasn't really doing anything. So imagine if I was reaping that income and then had this side hustle, you know, because mm-hmm. you just kind of do blank work sometimes when you're in a cubicle. Um, and so when I quit, it took me about five or six months to get a, a good gig, like the first major retainer, mm. a couple thousand dollars. And then I was like, whoa, this feels really good. I mean, I can earn this money on my own and I can add more clients as much as I wish. And it just started to propel from there. I'd say it probably took me a good year to really get my feet wet and kind of learn and know how to juggle clients and run the business. Mm-hmm. But uh, now it's just progressed. Now, were you married at the time? I quit <laughs> two weeks before, I'm sorry, two months before I got married. Okay. Wow. wow. But you were yeah. dating the superhero. Let's just yeah. call him what he is. I was. Okay. So did yeah, that we help your confidence level or what was his relationship in that? Was he like, you totally need to get out of that place? Or was he like, what are you doing? Yeah, the poor guy, he, he, um, you know, I would like come home crying. I'd commute 45 minutes to work. I just hated it. I called it cubicle dwelling, soul sucking. All those words came out. That's a new one. We've heard cubicle of doom. We have not heard what you just said. I like it. We need to start making t-shirts, I think. (laughs) Escape the cubicle dwelling. Um, And so he was deployed at the time and he came home and we got married five days after he got home and I had quit my job. Um, Moved home for two months to just plan the wedding and eat my parents' food because I didn't want to <laughs> use his. that, sister. She's smart. <laughs> um, and then here we were married, and I'm like, oh, I don't have a job. <laughs> here I am. I <laughs> um, so that was definitely a cushion, though. I People have to really understand that. So I was walking into you know, health insurance and yeah. he had a stable income. So that was there. But I will say it also did kind of prevent me from going faster because I had this life support. Interesting. So there's a good side to both. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like if you would have had him, you would have done that? If you, or like, let's say you were just single on your own, crying, doing the whole deal. Would you have jumped? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And that's why you're on the show. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think there's so many, we have so much to get to with your interview today. And so I, one of the things I want to hit on too is not only have you paved this path as a virtual assistant, but now you're paving the path for other people. You yeah. are a military wife. Uh, there's so much going on in the news, the media about helping our veterans and it's all amazing. But I think you have a really neat uh, niche that you, you know, we wanted to help promote today too is shedding light on what you're doing for other women and other, you know, military wives around the country. So can you share a little bit more with our listeners? Yeah. How you're turning this into. Before you do you know, that, I want to just say that the virtual assistant, what I thought that you did such an amazing job is not only did you start getting off the ground for yourself, but you developed the process to be able to teach others your exact steps in order to do it themselves. So, yes. okay. I paved the runway. You can. Yes. Take off. <laughs> um, so ha- half 
let's see, probably halfway through my VA career. So about two and a half years ago, I was constantly getting questions, the same questions from military spouses, mostly. I want to do what you do. How do you do that? Because I was traveling the world, working, making money, doing awesome work for really cool entrepreneurs and small businesses. And, I, and the same questions were coming in. And I was like, I can teach this. I can productize this into a course and teach it. So I created the Academy for Virtual Assistants. And we've had moms and military spouses and world travelers go through the program and they all have jobs. They're all loving what they do. The feedback has been amazing. And it's been a really cool mission, especially on the military spouse side to be able to offer this Mm -hmm. to them because we're all displaced, supporting mostly our husband's careers. Uh, Mostly the females are the ones that are buying the program. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a really cool blessing to be able to give back in this way. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Okay, so we've got the virtual assistants. Not only are you doing this for some cool people, you're now showing other people how to do it for themselves. And how did that, um, did you start a website? Is that how it took off? How do you promote something like that? Or is it just from basically answering the question that you just keep getting answered or ask? Yeah. What do I do? So I I built a website and I also built a course. So if you're, you know, if you have a knowledge that you want to, package and sell instead of going and getting your, I'm using air quotes here, your brain picked, you know, we always get the email. Can I pick your brain, meet for coffee, spend two, spend two hours of your time. So I put this into, um, nothing about that. that. (laughs) And then if you're Philip, you buy the coffee. Yeah, Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, there you go. And in most cases, I mean, something that's okay, but it gets a little, you're helping a friend of a friend. So Online platforms now exist like Teachable and Thinkific and Kajabi. Those are just a few of the platforms that are really simple to create courses with. So we put this together and um, sold it mostly word of mouth. Okay. Little Facebook ads, did some webinars to like lead people to the program. Yeah. And now it's just kind of a referral web and we're growing and growing now. So I I have the income now to reinvest and do actual advertising. That's the next step. So walk through this mainly for me. I'm going to be really honest. So when you're sitting them at the, uh, the coffee shop and they're like, how do you do what you do? You're like, hey, I actually, I have a whole series and a course that you can purchase and it's online. Yeah. Now I don't even go to the coffee shop. I just send them. Listen, that's the a link. long ways down the road, Molly Rose, for me. Okay? I'm just trying <laughs> to figure out what I need to, I'm totally kidding. So, so. But yeah. Yeah. And it, w- it, it came so freely because I had, you know, had 10 coffee shop meetings, we'll call them with women. And it's the same thing. So mm-hmm. I spent a weekend and mapped it all out and and made it all user-friendly for them to grab. And adding the 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 secured job at the end of it was like the clincher because in most cases, the referral's there to match the VA and it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah, you've created the whole ecosystem yep. um, for them to have you know cash flow right out of the gate. And so from our standpoint with the seven source residual income, I, I think this one kind of falls into the royalty category a little bit. Um, and then are you providing them like ongoing support as part of this package or is it kind of more? Nope. It's a pretty comprehensive course. And then I actually just hired a VA for my VA program <laughs> and we added, um, you know, a phone call, an onboard call if they're going to be a part of the referral program. And when you gotcha. say VA, you mean virtual assistant, not. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. That. I just yeah. want to clarify that. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this because you got you were having tremendous traction doing some uncommon things. And then we connected and I felt like it's been like wildfire. And I'm totally not trying to promote Brian and I, but the biggest thing that we were, and I want to be really clear on this, is we were just cheerleaders. Like, mm-hmm. what can yes. we help? Pom-poms. 
pom poms. Brian has them. Uh, amazing. But uh, what can we do? How can we restructure your cash flow and your finances in order to in line with your future goals and ideas? And what has happened after that has been wildfire. So yes. let's talk about that. So we meet up, we, we organize some stuff. Um, we get connected with the superhero, Lance. Um, and it's been so fun after that. So tell us a little bit after the virtual assistance, you've now got the class. Tell us what else you're doing. Um, yeah. And to add to that, what you guys really did for us is made it fun. Like you turned it mm. into a game, which was, Woo-hoo! we're still playing. And you always got yeah. on the other night. We were like, oh my God, this is so great. Like the results have been really cool. So yeah. that's been really good. So adding to the virtual assistant business and realizing that, okay, there's some cash flow. What else do I have expertise in that I can use? So I started um, a speaker launch pad business. So my as a virtual assistant, my main client has been public speakers. So you could say I've mastered the business side of getting booked to speak. Mm. Um, everything from marketing to your systems. So basically, all the speaker has to do is show up and speak. That's the end goal of this, of this program. So that's added a new cash flow into my business as well. Absolutely. Let's yeah. go back. I want to just for your virtual assistant, if they want more information on that, what are they go? Um, Academy for virtual assistance.com. Perfect. Okay. Now you've started this new, I shouldn't even say new, it's you've added the speaker launch pad. What if they want to know more about that? Because that sounds really exciting to a lot of people because there's a lot of people who have a lot of opinions and they really like to talk about it. You might as well get paid for it. Go stand up in front of some people. Yeah. Where do they go for that? Speakerlaunchpad.com. Okay, nice. And I think this is huge. Uh, sorry to interrupt. No. Because it's this public speaking thing to me is kind of like one of those things that's almost like movie stars or actors. It's like, how do you get into that? Mm-hmm. And it's such like a, almost more of an emotional barrier to entry than it is probably like, especially now with your course. I mean, you're helping people go from zero to 60. But like, to me, this is fascinating. And I think as we, you know, Philip and I look, we've even started to talk about like, well, we'd like to start speaking and, you know, we, we should be clients of your, of your course. But it's like, in terms of building a brand, this is a huge avenue, um, you know, to not only promote yourself, but also just reach uh, so many more people. And I know uh, Adam Carroll, we had on the show, his, his um, TED Talk, I think is now over a million views on, on YouTube and uh, 3, million. three million. Three million. Wow. <laughs> So I'm, I'm behind. That went fast. That went fast from a million to three million. And so anyways, yeah, this is a really neat uh, topic. And so keep going. Sorry. Yeah. And, and what's great about this is unlike the course, this is a do it for you. So a lot of entre- the, the speaker client that they might already have their business, they're busy, they're inundated. They don't want to know how to do it. They just want it done. They want the roadmap. They want to be able to push the buttons, show up and go. So that's really what this does. It sets it all up for you as opposed to teaching you how to do it. Mm. Um, so it's really exciting. I'm excited about it. And we're going to add in a uh, content coaching with the help of Adam Carroll, people like Adam Carroll and Paul Long, who have both been on your yeah. podcasts. So crazy. crazy how we're all interwoven. It is. <laughs> uh, let's talk about your, uh, let's talk about the uncommon banking and, and what that has done for where you guys are at for you and Lance. Um, but the uncommon banking is something that we implemented with you. And that was the reason why you got on this other financial advisors podcast. And in that, it's very interesting to me because she has this really nice intro. And then she has Molly Rose come on and she said something that I'll never forget. She said, 
if you want to do a strategy that Molly Rose is doing, and she's going to talk about a lot in the show, you need to talk to experts and professionals because I'm not one of those, but I want to try to do as much as I can to kind of unveil this. Uh, and I was thinking, wait, we're the experts and we, we haven't even talked about this really. So let's talk about it for you and Lance, how the uncommon banking, we can quick like do an overview of it quickly. Um, and then what is it meant for you too? Yeah. Um, so would you like me to do the overview of what we're doing? Uh, you or Brian. I mean, I could do it too, but I feel like I'm talking too much. So let's do That's Brian. Okay. Brian, Brian. And, Brian and Molly Rose. Give us the overview. I kind of want to hear Molly Rose do it. Okay, Done. sure. So um, the high level of this is to become your own bank. So never do I have to borrow from a banking institution again will be the goal, paying interest. Um, so we're using a whole life insurance policy to become our cash vehicle for everything that we want to purchase. Mm -hmm. Am I, am I leaving anything out? Brian? No, for you? I think okay. the key thing is that when you borrow against that cash position, mm -hmm. the insurance company still owes you a dividend. I'll use that word, uh, on the entire amount. Like it was still there. Yes. And, and so this has been like crucial to how we're paying down our mortgage. I was, um, sharing with Philip earlier today that, we our our interest bill on our mortgage last summer was like a thousand dollars, close to a thousand. I just looked at it yesterday. It said two hundred and thirty dollars nice. was going to interest. A thousand whatever was going to the principal. You mean like right? a month? A month. Yeah, yeah. that's so huge. It's flipped. It's flipped. Like that's you huge because huge. usually in mortgages, it's the biggest number on that statement is interest. And what Molly Rose and Lance have done is they flipped that interest to now two hundred dollars a month are going to interest, which is our number one goal is to get rid of that. Like stop the hemorrhaging to the banks. They're good enough. Let's figure mm -hmm. out a different system. Yes. You're doing great. And so we've used the cash value of our whole life policy, moved it into the mortgage where it's lowering that interest. And then the interest, you know, we still pay interest into the whole life policy, but that dividend is really compensating. So it's kind of a wash and yeah. it's doing great. beautifully. Good. And you know, that's funny because there's times when I'm so thankful you kind of walked through that and you did an amazing job. We've asked our clients like, okay, what are you going to do exactly? Like teach us what you're doing because I feel like I learn the best when I'm teaching somebody else. And so not only has Molly Rose taught an ex perfect high level overview of what the strategy is, she did a good job in the other podcast as well. So great job. And so now you're borrowing that out to facilitate different things that you want, you and Lance, to, uh, I would say, knock off some of those financial goals that you have. Mm -hmm. and it's been fun to watch because Brian and I are really co-pilots in this thing. And I think a lot of other advisors are more like, no, sit in the back of the bus. I'm going to drive you where we want to go. Mm -hmm. That is not the case. And what we would love to implore everyone is, is you are your best asset, not a mutual fund not anything else, right? You are your best asset. And if you can unlock that and unlock that potential, man, I'm telling you, the sky is the limit and you're doing it. So let's talk about Airbnb because you guys kind of wanted that residual income in, a, I would say, source of residual income in your plan. So how did you do that? Yeah. So the property that we bought, um, it'll be two years in April. It's two levels and we're about three blocks from the beach. I live in Destin, Florida. And we started Airbnb in one of our downstairs rooms, which is great because we live upstairs. You barely see them. And um, full disclosure, our first year renting one room, we made $8,300. Just That's like people a lot. coming and going. Yeah, it's great. And it For was a room you don't really do anything with. Like, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Unless my parents visit. That's it. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
So um, it was, yeah, it's been really cool. Really excited for this year to do it. So you're Airbnb again this year Mm -hmm. and you guys, you know, you travel a lot and obviously when superhero Lance is on deployment, you know, you travel too. And so it's been the perfect way for you guys to kind of step into real estate because you got to make your mortgage payment anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And we have rented the whole house out before as well. We'll probably do that again this summer. That's what I was going to ask. How'd that go for you? It went really well. We um, kind of became minimalists in this entire process because we wanted to be able to put things in one closet and walk away without any. And so flipping it was just fine. We had great feedback from people, even though we live here, you know, some Airbnbs aren't set up that way. Yeah. You've totally embraced this whole kind of mindset. I think I think it's interesting too, because you guys are young, you don't have kids yet. And we have a lot of couples in your situation that are like, I want to do stuff. Like, I don't want to sit in a cube for the next 20 years and give the best years of my life away to somebody else. And and you and Lance have embodied that on so many levels. And I think, you know, we meet a lot of people and the focus in terms of building wealth is like, oh, look at my 401k balance or my investments. And, and we really don't talk about that with you guys at all, because it's just not part of the immediate focus. You know, you have investments and that not saying it's not important, but what you've been able to accomplish in just the two years that we've, we've been talking to you is, is amazing. And it's all you guys, you know, you have the work ethic. And I think that's the thing Philip and I say to a lot of people is like, you're crushing it. You know, you were probably crushing it for Target or these other companies. You know, we have such amazing clients that work for these companies and they're making these companies so much money. And it's like, why do you think you wouldn't be successful if you were doing this for yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have flipped that script totally. And it's just so neat to watch. And I can't, I, yeah, I, I want to personally like go through the speaker launch pad platform uh, because I think that's definitely an area that Philip and I are excited about. Yeah, I would too. I, I think that speaker launch pad, I'm just speaking to Brian and I would be awesome for Brian and I, like if you got me up on a stage, hot mess, hot, <laughs> hot mess. <laughs> Brian and I feel like we could mutter through some stuff and have something to say. Great banter. Um, for sure. Great banter. <laughs> banter. Um, okay. So where are you going in the future? And I just want to caveat with this, with saying my superhero Lance, we want to get you a plane and we yep, want to do something that with that. Yeah. So, but I, you know, where are you thinking you're going? What's the next company? It seems like you got the Midas touch. And I think the best part about it is that you don't have the Midas touch. You have the attitude, if it fails, we'll readjust and we'll regroup and we'll start it again and we'll figure out what we did and you'll learn from that. But anyway, it does seem like from this podcast, you have the Midas touch and from your past, you do have the Midas touch and you're willing to tweak things enough to change the difference and change the future. What does your future look like? Um, I think what's really cool is I don't want to call it a safety net, but I feel like everything we've done with you has given us the room to try other things. So if this doesn't work, we go to this avenue and we're still safe with Mm -hmm. the things that we have in place. So that's really Mm -hmm. cool. So going forward with that, um, I think it's sky's the limit on my businesses. I didn't really look at it that way Uh, before. I think I just was running this, you know, independent contractor world. And now I'm adding team members and Mm -hmm. going out and speaking on my own and trying to market and trying to get high volume and tons of clients and helping support people that want to have work remote careers. And the same thing for speakers. I think it's just keep going Mm -hmm. and help as many people as as I can is the the goal behind it. Yeah. And then together it's lots of travel and hopefully a plane travel and hopefully a plane. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have a really good scalable solution for all this stuff where you're not bogged down. Like you've got a class, a course you can send them to and you're not sitting there on a coffee shop on a napkin trying to draw this out. It's already done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now just and, and the reinvesting, I think, is a huge component of what you do. Um, getting people paired up with the right vi- virtual assistants, I think, is also a component of this. Yes. And so there's multifaceted ways of maybe you don't need to go anywhere except double down and triple down on your business and then watch it pay dividends in the future. So what would you say your best investment is up to this point in all of this? My best? In- well... If you want to be specific on financial, you can ask me that. But I would say in myself, yeah, I'd say one hundred percent. Yeah, and, and that's that something is- I didn't do when I was working in corporate. And now no, I it's like they are trying to suffocate you from that mm-hmm. to try to hide you with benefits and all this other stuff and shower you with the golden handcuffs because they know how much how valuable you truly are. And now you get to show the world. And man, you have been an inspiration to me, to Brian, to everybody that you've come in contact with. I can't encourage you more and get more excited about your future. So thankful that we are on the ride with you. Me too. How can our listeners reach out to you specifically if they want to hear more just from you or have any questions? Yeah. So everywhere in social is Molly Rose Speed. MollyRoseSpeed.com is kind of the catch-all for my businesses. And then, of course, you can go straight to AcademyForVirtualAssistance.com or SpeakerLaunchpad.com. Love it. All right, Brian. What else do you have for Molly Rose? I don't know. I just, I, uh, I love how synergistic the speaker launch pad is. Cause it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a, uh, a uh, referral system for the virtual assistant. I don't say that in like a manipulative way. It's just like oh, those types of people that like, I'm going to need a virtual assistant. I'm traveling all over the country. You know, I need help. And so that's what I love about it. I think we see a lot of business owners, you know, try to diversify or launch another product and it's not synergistic with the original brand or just the sweet spot of that individual. And I think that's what's so cool about you is you're staying true to who you are and what, um, you know, is kind of in front of you and, it, and they're, they're going to be uh, synergistic in that sense. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm like so excited because it's like, this is going to really work, you know. Um, and you're going to work it. I think that's the other side of it too, is just, you're a really hard worker, you know? And, um, and this hasn't been easy. Like I think, you know, we're blown through this podcast in less than 30 minutes and it's easy to say like, Oh, you know, I couldn't do that, but you've, you've tried and I wouldn't say failed. Cause I don't really think you, I think we're as a society, we're too uh, overly attached to that word, but you've tried a lot of things and it's taken you several years to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And it's fun because I think you're really transparent in that of like, this has been an evolution, but I wouldn't have traded that for anything. Mm. Certainly not for health insurance or two weeks off. Yeah. Um, You know, but you've paid your dues basically. Mm -hmm. And it's sweet to see that uh, enthusiasm and that all this kind of coming to life in 2019. Uh, for you guys because of, of that hard work and that focus. So I don't know if you want to speak into, into any of that, but. No, I, Brian, I think that's a really great point because it hasn't been <clears throat> zero to 60 from the time that I left corporate America. Like there were a lot of client work, a lot of client work that I did that I, I wasn't passionate about. It didn't fuel me. I was like, why did I take on this project? Or I underbid something or my hourly rate wasn't what it needed to be, whatever it was. And you just learn and learn and learn and it just evolves into what it is. So yeah, yeah. I think I'm happy where I am learner. now. 
I yeah. am. I, I adapt very quickly. <laughs> you are highly adaptable. That's for sure. Yes. yes. That's good. So, um, but yeah, I don't have anything else. I mean, I think you guys are just uh, the perfect example of kind of what we're saying. And again, like Philip said, I think we're just cheerleaders and trying to give people that kind of permission with your capital to like invest in yourself at the, at the core of what we're telling people, I think on a daily basis, just don't be scared to invest in yourself. It will pay dividends over and over. And even if it doesn't work, like you thought it you know, would work, you're still going to want to be on this journey versus mm. the other side of the fence, you know, at Target and the cubicle of doom. And, and Philip and I are both ex-Target employees, so we can say that. Oh, you uh, are. We All are, of us. Um, with some, we <laughs> don't like to tell that to a lot of people, so you're in the inner circle. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I still shop at Target, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hating on Target. But uh, anyways, yeah. No, well, thank you so much for your time and just investing in yourself and we really do love to work with you and lance so we're excited to hang out with you again and then let's just keep touching base please reach out to us we are the uncommon wealth partners my name is philip and i'm brian Durst. and if i i just if something struck a chord with you with molly rose or you're female or you're in the military i'm telling you please reach out to her she is amazing and the things that she is putting together i think are truly um truly a gift to the business entrepreneurship world. And I can't wait to see what, uh, what is in store for you for 2019. Totally. So any more information on us, it's uncommonwealth.com and we'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Thanks everybody. Bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.